The live stream of tonight's podcast is made possible by our buddy Ian Service over at podcastaccelerator.com. On a show where the dialogues are plenty, some really great scenes don't have any. Now with Trace as our guest, we're ranking the best top five wordless scenes on Letter Kenny. That fresh produce stand there, that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Doran's podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. It's Shorzy Eve here in Canada, and that means we are once again hanging out at the Produce Stand, podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show, Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is going to leave you speechless tonight. I'm Al, your host. <laughs> And joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the very dashing awesome taking Victor's place tonight. So I, I wrote Victor's very thing. dashing well, awesome. It says very dashing Victor, but taking Victor's place tonight is actually awesome. Thank you, Sweetie. awesome, for filling in. Yeah, I, I deserve a superlative that begins with A because I got to hit yeah. that alliteration yeah, let's, kink. Let's see the awesome. Ama- could, could you swap out your background for like a train or something? Because it would make it feel more All right. character. Enough out of you. Well, yeah. that would require me to like actually download one. So okay, stop. Right. blue spatula already. Earliest blue spatula you should ever call, handed out. You should call awesome. The very awesome. Awesome. The very amazing. Awesome. The very amazing. And joining us this week, he is the man from Mississippi, a listener, a frequent contributor to our Twitter DM group, a resident limericist, patron of the podcast, and a good guy. He's a really good guy. Please join me in making some noise for Trace. Welcome back to the produce stand trace. The only thing I regret is the mic I chose. No, why? It's, <laughs> you sound great, loud and clear. There, there will be no Darth Vapor tonight. Very good, very good. Yes. Uh, tonight's. Oh, here, here we go. Um, where you the do kind of going? look like a stormtrooper though with that with that headset. You're- oh yeah, kind of so. Yeah, I do. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Chad would be proud. How are you now? Tonight's lineup is going to be awesome. Tanya, Matt, Al, and our guest Trace will have the last word. Awesome. First of all. Thank you for filling in for Victor tonight. I, I believe that, uh, uh, you know, things are going to be much better with you than they would be normally with Victor. Thank you very much. That's actually how I got my first two episodes on How Are You Now? And I did another pinch hit later. There you go. So, so you, are, yeah. are, you are the pinch hitter. How was your week since we last uh, heard from you last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Since last we spoke, I've, oh, my niece is turning four and what she wants most in the world is a monster warriors t-shirt. So oh I've made one for her. Nice. Can't imagine where that influence. Are there, are there, is there no merch store with like official monster warriors uh, merch out there? Dude, this show is 17 years old. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, no. So that's fun. And then um, what else? Oh, yeah. The run up to Shorzy is getting pretty, pretty packed here. Uh, I put out 
spoiler warnings on the sub and on the Discord server. I've been posting. Um, so Bell Media has on their Shorzy page, they have um, cast bios. So I've been posting one or two of those a day just to like, you know, trickle content through. Um, and then, you know, most of all, I've been nattering on with you nut sacks yes. group chat. It's been a busy group chat today. And after a few days this week of kind of a relative quiet, uh, it finally blew yeah. up again. I think everybody's got the anticipation jitters, you mm-hmm. know, it's like the night before Purim. Everybody's getting fucking wired. Well, here's the thing tomorrow night, I'm, I've got a, an engagement, so I won't be able to watch Shorzy until afterwards, but I'm looking forward and to give it. Me your login. <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch it and then I'm going to send you messages. Well, here's the thing. If it drops right at midnight and the after party is not going to do that. And the after party is still going on, we might be able to watch Shorzy tonight. We'll see. But uh, yeah, you don't know me. You don't know. <laughs> anyway that the voice the voice you heard there is my lovely wife tanya how was your week oh man this week i can't i can't believe i everything happened within this week i just it feels like it's the longest week ever um so i quit my job which huzzah for me because that was a a, long time wondrous very much so yes yeah, quit my job. I don't have a new one yet, but I'm looking. I'm okay. looking. So yeah, you, you just y'all let me know. <laughs> yeah, right? let me know if you have anything because I'm I'm open. I'm available. More like sweet um, and low, sweet but low in the cash department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. He looks nice on stage. That's what I say. There you go. So, um, uh, I did that. Yeah. So that happened. Mother's day happened this week. Uh, That was on, I'm not, I'm telling you it was a long week. Um, and just as we were having mother's day, uh, lunch, uh, my daughter looks over at me and says, my food doesn't taste right. And I have a sore throat. And I went, shit (laughs) yeah that is the last thing anyone wants to hear from their child yeah Yeah, so that happened so all week she's been sick went through like two Kleenex boxes in one day and then of course wants to share with mom so this is my um I'm I'm not on wine tonight I'm on the biggest glass of OJ but that's what she has in her OJ (laughs) (laughs) see that helps the absorption with the vitamin C that's 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 the those who are listening I'm holding up a bottle of Malibu rum yeah so that's uh that's that's my remedy yeah try mango juice Mm. oh yeah yeah I would do that too well it was uh we had a really fun uh, mother's day I I bought myself a blender with some of my birthday money um because we had a crap one and I had to toss it and uh anyways we made uh oh my god pina coladas all day long but pina colada is my style um and we were making rummy yummies so you take a pineapple and then you chop it up and then you put it in Malibu rum and then mm-hmm. you put it in the fridge for at least 24 hours you and let, let it marinate. soak yes. and marinate. And then you can either eat them like dessert, like candy. Oh, so good. Or you can stick them in a blender with some coconut um, ice cream and um, make like a pina colada, more rum, more, of course, more rum. And then uh, Al and I always put um, some Jamaican um, Appleton rum. Appleton rum. You as, gotta, as a you topper. Got, you got to do a topper. So there's a topper Malibu rum in the mix and then you pour a little. Um, oh, I'm coming to your house next weekend. Oh, it's so good. It's like syrup on, on top. And then it's I so just good. play Caribbean music <laughs> oh, and man. I yes. um, I had it on on like all types of tropical 
things on the TV and, uh, and then we went downhill from there for the week. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but at least I had my fun before we all got, or I got sick. You and did, by the way, the, got, the, we tested the girl. It's not COVID. It's yeah. just, it's just a, a cold. It's just a cold. Cause I was, I was like, okay, this is apparently how it starts is the sore throat and the, um, uh, runny nose and kind of allergy symptoms, right? Yeah. Or for some people. Well, the yeah. wonderful thing about the last two years being, you know, masking and, and practicing social distancing <laughs> is no one's been getting sick. So now people are getting sick and it's, and they're feeling like death. Yes. We had no fever and no, but Trace, you said that you had sinus, like a sinus infection. You just thought it was a sinus cold, right? Twice. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and I had a sinus infection, was going to go to the doctor and get a Good old cocktail. Mm-hmm. You say cocktail, and I don't know what that is. What's a sinus cocktail? We don't have sinus that. Cocktail is, I think it's a short acting steroid, a long acting steroid, and a decongestant, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, basically, it's a shit ton of amphetamines. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. They don't do that here. We don't do that, but I would they love to. They tell you to. to go home and take some Buckley's. Wait, wait. Buckley's, and, <laughs> and, and for, the, for, the, for the ones that are... Uh, they do the um, nasal, the spray. Oh, the nutty pot. Nutty pot. Yeah. yeah, our doctor's go-to's are ah, it's viral. Just go home, water, rest yeah. it off. Yeah. yeah, good luck. Yeah, we, we get that here too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, their biggest yeah. go-to. I want the Can't steroids. Sorry, yeah. Matt, how was your week? Uh, productive. Yeah, we saw, or I saw the pictures. In yeah, the I shared some of the DM. I've been mm-hmm. fucking busy, man. Uh, we finished our railing upstairs. Don't ever mm-hmm. do that. Don't ever, don't ever do your own railing. It's, it's a nightmare, especially mm-hmm. when you don't know how to railing. Um, so that's fun, but I think it turned out okay. I'm pretty happy with the result. There's just some. How sturdy is minor- it? Please tell me it's really sturdy. If it, you like, I, tested I can, it. I can, you know, give it a shoulder, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not moving. So. The, I, I did that much. Okay. Whether it looks good. Yeah, it looks like a railing. Question, Matt, is, is Jen happy with your work? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I made a couple boo-boos. Who cares what she, you think? Yeah. yeah, it's true. I made a couple boo-boos, but she filled the boo-boos with wood filler and mm-hmm. called it a day. So, you know, it worked. And then I've been digging a hole for four days. You've and, been building, uh, that, you've been digging a moat. That's what it's been. It's a moat around your house. So, I don't know. Man's if I, home is his castle. Yeah. And, Mass burial. So I don't know if I talked about this at all last week and oh, this dear. is repetitive. I apologize, but yeah, our neighborhood is really old and they use a lot of fucking concrete on everything around here. Like everything. You, so your your house is this, probably formerly owned by an Italian or Portuguese. That's why. hundred percent. It, it yeah. is. It's yeah. heavily, that's my neighborhood. It's heavily mm-hmm. that. And where this, where the hole was that I posted on the DM group was I, would, I had to dig this hole that was basically two feet deep three feet wide by 20 feet long. And I had to do it by hand. Um, it's a lot of fucking dirt. And the reason I did this is because beside this hole was a big slab of concrete that I didn't know what to do with and getting rid of concrete. I don't know what it's like everywhere, but here is a pain in the ass. Oh yeah. You can't, you can't just take it to the dump. No, you have to like rent a bin. It costs hundreds of dollars and it, I did, it's just garbage. So mm. I made the responsible choice and I buried it. Um, so I, <laughs> <laughs> dug this big ass hole and then I flipped this concrete slab into the hole and then I put dirt on top of it. It'll and be now, somebody else's problem yeah, 50 that's years down the road. <laughs> it's, ter- it's terrible. I know. I fully recognize it's a shitty thing to do, but you know, I'm putting a deck on top of it. It's not going to intervene. So mm-hmm. assuming the deck works out well and then said future homeowner likes the said deck, it'll never become an issue. And uh, you know, that's what it is. But so that took me four days to dig flip and then rebury and i just finished this afternoon so i also really stink right now um oh, which good is thing great. Is zoom yes 
Yeah, it's a great thing we don't have to be in person because I'm ripe. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, why would that's, you tell on yourself? Like yeah. that, Isn't this a safe place? No, no, never no, was. Never, never. So, and so, you're the primary instigator. Yeah, really, you are. <laughs> so tonight, so, tonight you're playing the role of uh, Derry, Derry in your barn clothes, not not Squirrely Dan. It's basically my barn clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're not. They're not oh, nice. So thank. Yeah, I think thank, you got dust on your cap there too. <laughs> Yeah, it's not pretty. Dude, um, you were wearing I, your TPC, TPS cap while you worked? Ooh. <gasps> Party foul. I'm Party always foul. representing. <laughs> Al, Good we, save. Went, we went for a walk and Al had his TPS uh, hat on and his new mm-hmm. kicks. And he's like, it started to rain. We need to go back. I'm like, whoa. Okay, I didn't sound I'm like that. <laughs> I said, look, it's raining. We need to go back. <laughs> Wait a I'm like, there's, there's TPS shoes. No, no. 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 <laughs> Why? But that's a great idea. Brand new shoes. Uh, that's a great idea. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get I'm gonna Eric on that one right away. I think uh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I need me some TPS custom chucks. Uh, yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> awesome. Are you done? Yeah, mm. sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, my week. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm just say we had a great time last Friday with uh, with uh, Dean and Tiara on How Are You Now when we were doing the um, mm-hmm. the the, the right. Letter Kenny table fun. read. I think it turned out pretty well, and uh, we had a lot of fun. And uh, if you guys haven't heard that um, or watched it, I recommend you mosey on over to How Are You Now's uh, YouTube channel or subscribe to their podcast to listen to it. We had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, I think it turned out all right. You get to hear Dean's amazing imp- impression of Glenn. Uh, Matt does a pretty good uh, uh, Riley, and uh, yeah, I think everyone around you know everyone had a good did, time. Yeah, had a really good time. Um, and then the only other thing of note for this week for me is winning time. The L.A. Lakers, whatever that is on on uh, it's on Crave up here in Canada, but I I've, I think it's a HBO. Holy crap! Is it? Uh, I just finished it right now. It's so 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 good. If uh, if it's you're amazing, yeah, it's like if you're a basketball fan, you'll love it. But if you're There's not a sports. basketball, it's sports. But Matt, you might like. But is it. it like a Ted Lasso kind of sport thing? No, no. It's oh, I mean, it's, no. it's true. It's based, no, no. it's based on true events. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not feel good like Ted Lasso, but it's it's so well done. It's like a period piece from the late '70s and early '80s. Just amazing. Like if you have any sort of interest in that, like you know, early early '80s NBA. Mac- it's a documentary. No, it's, no. it's, it's fixed. It's, it's, dramatized. it's dramatized. Yeah. So uh, John C. Riley, one of your you're, favorites, you're, he's in you're it. Right. Al it's, it's heavily fictionalized. It is, but it's still it's, great. Like it's still, oh, it's touch, it touches on, on, on the major touchstones and the, the actors they got to play magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Wow. Like, so like, so well cast. And some of the other, uh, uh, choices too. Adrian Brody is, uh, Pat, Patrick, um, Pat Riley. Uh, pretty like once you get past the nose, <laughs> he's actually really good in it. And uh, yeah, just so well done. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Even if you're not a sports fan, check it out. Cause I think it was, it's uh, a young Paul Abdul as as the first Laker girl, like just, they, they touch on everything. In so this. is a movie or a show? It's a, it's a 10 episode uh, mini series, but I think they, they just got, yeah, but it, they just got picked up for another series uh, season. <laughs> so I guess they'll, sure. they'll do a f- future. Even the guy they got to play Larry bird, like, Oh my God. So well, after 10 episodes, it's not a mini series. Well, mini series is like four, even at 10 episodes. I, mean, I think it's it was a, a mini series before they got picked up. Cause it was only going to be the one 10 episode run, but that's, that's a limited series. Whatever limited mini. I don't know what the, 
Okay. Still a okay, show. Okay, awesome. <laughs> it's a TV show, but it's <laughs> it's movie quality. It's really, really well okay. done. Yeah. Are they like one hour or are yeah. they? Yeah, they're each one okay. hour. So yeah. so 10 hours of, of just 80s, early 80s, late 70s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good show. It's really good. Lots so. and lots of cocaine. Lots of cocaine. <laughs> lots Cocaine's of, a hell of a drug. Lots of, uh, you, you know. That's why I'm here. Lots of nudity. <laughs> lots of, uh, yeah. Lots of stuff. Anyway, but really enjoyable. Trace, how have you been since we last heard from you? Uh, I've been doing good. Uh, Mostly this week, I've been working on this episode. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to realize whether I've put too much effort into this. No, no, no. no You understood the assignment. Yes, exactly. You understood the assignment. more than we normally do. Don't, don't, yeah, I was going to say, don't learn from Matt. Learn from me. Learn from Awesome. Don't learn from Matt. <laughs> yeah, so, and I have to give mad props to Awesome. She workshopped every single thing. Oh, really? I did. Oh, yeah. You weren't supposed to tell them I helped you with your homework. <laughs> well, it's collaboration. Well, you also wrote the limerick for today, as you, you've been doing for the last couple of seasons. So, did it I feel mean, weird putting your own name in your own limerick? <laughs> yeah. that, that did actually feel totally, totally weird. I mean, that was like... There's my name. <laughs> this is really, really self-indulgent. Trace, j- just by writing the limericks the last couple of seasons, you already officially do way more than Matt, Tanya, or Victor combined on this podcast. It's, it's You're not supposed true. to tell them that. I mean, everyone knows it, but you're not supposed to say it. Well, they play the roles. Yeah, that's all they do. They show Thank up you, and, Trace. and they're tra- they're charming selves. I was going to say, is Victor not here because you forgot to tell him? Or is no, Victor's or... taking the train <laughs> through the rock. Oh, the train. <laughs> I remember. Yes. So uh, awesome is stepping in for that for gotcha, Victor. Gotcha. And I wish he would have joined us from the train. <gasps> well, he actually oh, tweeted. Imagine? He tweeted today for the first time <clears throat> no. in forever. So he must have tweeted from the Rockies about a black hole or something what? like. What? Yeah. A black hole. Yeah, of course. Not about the train. Victor breaks radio silence in order to tr- tweet about black holes. But yeah, that, oh, that happened this morning. I saw him like, wow, shit, Victor actually tweeted. I'll tell you this much, Al. Uh, my anxiety level has gone way down when I when I logged on and Awesome was here. Oh, yeah? There you go. So I, I, I thought, uh, well, I mean, we could have done it without Awesome, but uh, it's always fun to have four Why on the panel. Why would you want to? Yeah, exactly. Why would you want mm-hmm. to? And she was, she was available. Special. Yes. We appreciate you uh, being here. And she can be cantankerous if she needs to be uh, a little bit. Yes, but only a little. Um, so let's uh, hear from our sponsor. Um, let's let's go with Tanya's read tonight, shall we? And Matt stinks. Just like Skodude energy drink, Diabolical Coffee has a new spokesperson, me. Diabolical Coffee is devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. There is a roast for all tastes and even some you didn't know you wanted. You can order whole bean, coarse and standard grind and espresso. Or if you're like Al and me, there's a K-cup option for single cup brewers. And for the duration of season 10 of our podcast, you can use the promo code PRODUCESTAND for 10% off anything in the store. That's 10% off all coffee and merch. Thank you to Diabolical Coffee and to Eric for your support. Yes, thank you, Eric, for your support. And before I move on to the Twitter roll call, I just want to say, Jeff, thank you very much on the live stream. He says to us old folks, 10 episodes is a mini series. Uh, Most shows back in the day did 23 episodes per season. So thank you, Jeff. And hold on. If we're calling things out from the live stream, there's something (laughs) that was really missed. What's that? It says... This is from Aaron. Oh, no. Uh, Lizard Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, why is Trace looking in his cup like there's a spider in it? What? I, I just wanted to call that out because 
Oh, that uh, felt it, very important to, uh, <laughs> to call. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a uh, tea. Oh, okay. And it's got some straight grounds in it. Oh, all right. oh okay. Mystery <laughs> I suppose it looks spider esque. There you all go. Right. Can you tell your future you from it? Future? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I had. I'm about to be out of tea. <laughs> well done. All right. Well, while you while you fill in, I'm going to do the Twitter roll call. Bravo, so, sir. welcome to new followers. Dave Williams, Radio Free Athervision, uh, Christian, Greg Jovanli from Pittsburgh, Jill Ro- Rod from uh, Portland, Oregon, Robin Beck, Velcrin J. McLean from Stallion Mountain Golf Course, Adam Sagan, uh, Boss K, Jay Cowdery, Josh Hinckley, PhD from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Thank you. Oh, there it is. It's right there. Massachusetts. Josh Hicks, <laughs> History Android. Jo- uh, Joan from Ontario, Canada. Boots from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, Wayne Lewis from Lexington, K- Kentucky. Robbie Cooper from Pullman, uh, Washington. Is that our Robbie? Um, that's our Robbie. But no. Yeah, uh, that's our Robbie. Wow. That's how far behind. There's like 650 of these names. I'm I'm, I'm doing 50 each episode and I, I'm not catching up here. That's our job. <laughs> Marissa, activate DHM from Winnipeg. Uh, Michalina, Lena Mazel, uh, Danimo, Dr. U from Lexington, Kentucky. Barb Evanson, uh, Matt Lang from Merrick, New York. Blurred on the street from um, Philadelphia. Mike L. from New York. Cadet from South Carolina. Trevor. Kyle Cadding from Appleton, Wisconsin. Brett Johnson. Jesse uh, Tarot from Canada. Jason Steffler. Uh, Mandini from San Antonio, Texas. The smash hit Joel Bate- Bateman from Hoppers Crossing, Victoria. Uh, Carrie. College goth camping trip from Korok, Korok, Forest, Jay Meesh 79 from Middle America. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Cephaloctopus, uh, <laughs> Pwned by Life from Chicago. Pat Quinn, Robin Powers, call Pat from, Quinn from Colorado. Uh, Troy Lucas, W. Layton from Bisbee, Arizona. Retired Beer League fourth line beauty from Upland, California. Kent Fairchild from Atlanta. Bardownskis from Toronto. Thomas, Thomas Whitney. I still stand with Harbaugh, eight and nine. Uh, Scott Jenner, uh, Mitch Albers, and Ed Papp from Ontario. Thanks for following and hopefully for listening. Previously on Letterkenny. Last week we recapped uh, or we wrapped up Letterkenny Live with a bunch of beautiful people who were lucky enough to attend in person. This week we count down our favorite wordless scenes with our buddy Trace. So let me explain. (laughs) Trace, you are a man who has a way with words. Uh, You write our limericks. Uh, you write amazing synopses on the Twitter DM group. You are a, a you've got a way with words. You're an amazing writer. But uh, so when I put out the uh, the call saying whoever's been on this show want to come back and do something, what's your idea? You came back and said yes, I'd like to count down the top uh, six in this case. Uh, letter Kenny wordless scenes. So explain yourself. <laughs> uh, when I first started, uh, balance. <laughs> when I first started watching Letter Kenny, I was, you know, I was taken with the the wordplay and the pattern, but back and forth and everything. And I'm trying, I, I want to say second or third season, they had one of these. I mean, they've always had the fight scenes, and I thought those are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then they just have like just. I think it was honestly the. First one we're hitting on the list, Modines too. Right. And I was watching those like, well, hang on. These are people that know what they're doing visually mm-hmm. as well. And I was like, 
and the more I saw it, I was like, these guys are really talented. Yeah. I mean, as far as the, the, the crafts, you know, the editing, the lighting, the directing, the cinematography and everything. And I was like, these guys are, these guys are getting there. And I was, I was just really taken aback by like, Hey, you know what? For a show that gets all its hype off of its uh, dialogue and everything. Yeah. The, you know, the scenes that don't have any words in it are almost just as important. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I was like, they really take the time to do this quite a few times a season. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I really want to put those in a list. Yep. Well, nice. we're glad you did. And it's funny you say all of this because today I, I tweeted out, uh, you know, uh, I put out a tweet hyping today's episode. And of all people, well, for, I put out uh, tonight, uh, our, our buddy Trace is going to count down the top six uh, wordless letter Kenny scenes. And first thing we get is Trevor Riss saying, I feel like, uh, what was it? I'm I feel, attacked. I'm attacked. I feel attacked. I feel attacked because <laughs> he's one of the writers on the show. <laughs> but then we got Jacob T- Tierney who liked who, who liked the the post so nice. and he's the he's the director like he's like so he's and the co-writer for most of the episodes yeah well he's the co-writer but he's also but he's mostly the the director i think that's probably his primary job so all those these visual scenes most of them have to do with like their his direction right i mean with kiso obviously but uh so it was kind of cool to see him liking that tweet and it'd be really cool if, if he was actually watching this, but, or, you know, if he listened to this later, but anyway, and then wanted to come and talk to us about it. Like that would be really cool. Trace, look what you started. That'd be great. Might as well call it all out. Trace, if we booked tyranny because of this episode, uh, uh, forget Eliza. She's no longer a good luck charm. It's you. It's you, buddy. Eliza, well, he didn't was, mean uh, that. <laughs> Billy got, Billy Butcher got it right in. Oh there. yeah, yeah, Billy too. Yeah, the, the director was, of photography. Stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that's right. I forgot Billy was in there too. Yeah, there's yeah. actually a really cool exchange between the three of them. So it was, yeah, it was fun. Um, so well, first of all, I want to give this episode its proper uh, intro. So here we go. Trace's top six wordless scenes. So there. <laughs> thank you very much, <laughs> Google, for for the uh, voiceover. Um. So we're going to start off this countdown. You're, you've actually, I asked you for t- top five. You've given me top six. This is going to be, uh, I'll, we'll see how this works because, you know, ultimately this is an audio only podcast and we're about to. This is a great podcast. Play quality, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a play by play of the scene as it's playing. So people on the live stream, we're gonna, they're going to watch along with us. Um, but if you're listening to it at home later, there will there'll be no video, but you'll just have to picture what we're seeing. I mean, these are well-known Maybe scenes. These aren't scenes. We that, can give them the timestamp. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, I, I won't, we won't give Is away. Is there a closed caption for, for the scenes? Well, there's no words, so there's no need. Oh, sorry, this works. No, 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 no. Like, is there not like some video? Oh, descriptive video. That's what I mean. Thank you, Matt. Stop laughing at me all. Well, I'm going to provide the descriptive video unless you want to. Would you like to provide the descriptive? Oh God, no. No. Copy voice and get to work. Get Trace to. Trace, do you want to provide the descriptive? Well, let's see how. Let's see how this is going to work for the first clip. It's the shorter of all the clips, and then we'll see how this works. So. Number six. We could all take turns. Okay. So we'll start with number six and uh, I got to share my screen, I guess. Let me see here. Share screen. All right. Here we go with the first number six Ah. clip. We should probably see some visuals. There we go. So we start off with a disco ball and some people are dancing. Looks like maybe we're at Modine's. 
There's Bonnie. She's holding a tray and people are walking by, grabbing a shot as they pass her. Derry, Squirrely Dan, Wayne. There you go, Bonnie. Yeah, Wayne. Uh, yeah, the Bonnie, thirst is real. Yeah, Bonnie looks at Wayne's butt as he walks by thirstily. Gail offers Wayne a puppers, but not before he has to kiss her on the cheek first. It's a cute little scene there. I don't think she was offering him a Oh, then Wayne winks. You missed that. Oh, yeah. Come on, you got to show yep. it all. And then they cheers and they all down their puppers. Derry hits the dance floor first with his Derry moves. Riley and Jonesy show up in their suits. And they see Katie. Oh, Dan calls Gail to the dance floor. So Gail jumps over the bar and joins Dan. Derry's dancing his dairy dances. Catches the eye of Bonnie and calls Bonnie to the floor. <laughs> and Bonnie obliges. Oh, and he does not have barn clothes on. He does not have barn clothes. Oh, there's Glenn dancing by himself. This is blonde-haired Glenn without the glasses. He catches the eye of uh, Tyson and Joint Boy. Or does he? Glenn's very excited. He thinks that Tyson, Tyson and Joint Boy want him to come over. But nope. It's uh, Mimi and uh, was it Mia? Oh, Mia and somebody Mia else. Sophia yeah, Mia, Sophia, and Jim Babes. Yeah, and they go, and poor Glenn is left alone on the dance floor. Oh yeah, of course. That's what you meant. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I didn't mean that. Riley and Jonesy approach Katie, who's still sitting at the bar. They offer her hand. She accepts. She twirls them, which is hilarious. <laughs> and it's they so jo- perfect for them, though. And they join the dance floor. Wayne's standing by himself, but well, he's on the dance floor, just kind of dancing with himself. And here comes Rosie. Ah, Rosie. Ah, Rosie. And we got blonde Katie in the scene as well. Yeah, blonde Katie. That's right. Rosie Mosey's on over to Wayne at the dance floor, and they start dancing. Derry and Bonnie are hilarious. Bonnie does the, oh, I've got you by the uh, rope and I'm pulling you in, Derry. <laughs> and uh, just more dancing. So, whoops. That's the next one. This one here is from season three, episode three, Modine's two. The uh, song is It Always Happens This Way by Toulouse. I think uh, one of the the main themes for this is we're going to talk about the music in these scenes, obviously, because Letterkenny is known for its great music. um, And these scenes showcase some amazing, amazing songs. So, Trace, why did you pick this one? Uh, I picked this one because um, it's it's no secret when Letterkenny is its best when everybody's there. Mm-hmm. And even if they're talking or they're not talking, uh, I like this one because the lighting in it is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a 22 minute television show on cable or not cable, even cable streaming service, this, this is a beautifully lit scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, you, if you go back and look, there's when they're sitting at the bar, the way the light hits Katie and deference to everybody else it's just it's just amazing mm-hmm. you know all the disco lights and everything uh 
you know, one of the things I'll do during this is I'll, I'll reference movies where, or scenes and TV shows where I kind of feel that some inspiration was taken from. Sure. And this is totally Saturday night fever. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, everybody's been in a club where the damn disco ball is going around and there's flashing lights here and there. And it's, and it's nice that they show the beauty of it and all there. And I like also like how the, uh, uh, you know, it advances a lot of the story mm-hmm. for a little three minute scene. Uh, well, you know, well, before you go on with that, uh, yeah. awesome. Can you remind us, uh, so this is season three, episode three. What's going on here? So, for example, Riley and Jonesy show up. Uh, they look like maybe they've had a fight with Kate. I don't remember exactly what happened there. What do you? Can you remind okay, us? So, yeah, series three opens with Katie coming back from being a model at the city, and she had those two model nut sacks with her. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, at the right. beginning of this episode, first thing she does is ask Wayne for his keys because she wants to drive them back to the city. And she promises to be back for the reopening of Modine's. Okay. So this is the reopening of Modine's too. And uh, all right. And, and um, one of the other things is um, Katie had Katie broke up with Riley and Jonesy at the end of episode one. Yeah. Spent spent or at the end of series one spent part of series two sort of dating Stuart, but that was ultimately very disappointing because Stuart is a man child and he does not deserve Katie. Mm -hmm. Um, So series three opens with uh, Riley and Jonesy discovering that they have a puck bunny in the room, which is of course, Angie. And in episode two, they go and appeal to Katie for help, which she initially refuses until she finds out that it's Angie, right. at which point she yeah. signs on to help them out The box shot. because it, yeah, it would get, let her get revenge on Angie for breaking Wayne's heart. So mm. after doing them that service, they, I, this scene where they come up and ask her to dance feels kind of like reconciliation between the two, because they realize that they had fucked up. Mm-hmm. And and now they're trying to like actually be friends sure. with her, like normal adult people do, with, with no expectation of sex or, or yeah, or exactly. <laughs> like they're trying to treat her as a person for the first time in their entire fucking relationship. Yeah, mm. very cool. Tanya, do you remember the scene? I I do, but I I thought it had um, more ties to uh, I I was misplacing it. So mm. thank you, awesome, because uh, yeah, I was. For some reason, putting it in with uh, Les Freaks. <laughs> no, um, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's the next episode. Yeah, I was. I, I think I was tying it into the wrong area, but right. um, yeah, makes much more sense now. Uh, Matt, what do you think of this one? Uh, I, I like this one a lot, and I know I we we've always talked about the silent scenes on mm-hmm. on, on the podcast, mm-hmm. and there there've been hit and miss on some of them. Um, I think this one was really good. Um, I, I always enjoy, and we've talked about this before too, where they've kind of celebrating almost every character, you know, like obviously the whole cast isn't there, but this is a really collaborative scene. Um, I totally echo what Trace was talking about the lighting, you know, lighting a club style scene in a dark setting effectively is a massive challenge in mm-hmm. itself. Trying to light a light scene in a broad daylight setting is hard enough as it is, but to do that and make it look good, um, you know, hats off to them for pulling that off. And and I just, from a story perspective, I, I, 
I love how they're able to get every message across from every interaction from Glenn's reactions to Riley and Jonesy entering the, the passes that were happening. They told so much story without saying anything. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they had the courage to take that for a three minute scene is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause that you don't see that in television very often with this, no content. I mean, I don't want to say no content, no, no vocals, no dialogue. It's, it's people stay away from it because a lot of people don't have the patience for that. They, yeah. Today's world is like, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And to sit back and just let something marinate. Um, it, 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 you don't see it very often. And I, and I, and I think letter County has a great job in certain cases of really letting this happen. And this mm-hmm. is a great example of that. It sets a mood, right? It sets an amazing yeah. mood. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, but if you look at some of the mini stories that are happening just within this one scene, um, there's a, huge flat uh, or um, uh, for, foreshadowing there with uh, between Derry and Bonnie. Like yeah. I, I believe that's kind of the first indication of something that could possibly happen between the two of them. I can't remember, you know, this is well, pretty early. Derry says in native flu that he's sweet on Bonnie. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that Then the battle yeah. of Bonnie. Mary, but this, but. this is like the follow-up on that, mm-hmm. right? Like it's yeah. building slowly throughout, mm-hmm. you know, we have 10 series now. Yeah. So they've really been like leaving breadcrumbs this mm-hmm. entire time. Mm-hmm. I really well, like me, whether, whether they do anything with it or not is a different question, mm-hmm. but yeah. they, mm-hmm. you're right. They've been leading this sort of, very light story. Yeah. Uh, I really like the interaction and it's a very minor interaction between Wayne and Gail. Cause Gail's always been this uh, kind of filthy mouthed uh, person, you know, character. And for the over first the top, yeah, over the yeah. top and, and people kind of uh, uh, um, humor her and, and, mm-hmm. and tolerate her. But this, for the first time you see a genuine affection between like for uh, by Wayne towards Gail and so, and so hold on, you say and squarely Dan. Yeah, you say and humor and tolerate her. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting. I mean, I've always interpreted it. I mean, you, maybe some of them is they just accept her. Um, yeah, well, up to but so I'm just talking about like uh, thinking back up. This is season three, right? Like I feel like yeah. you know beyond you know as as we get to know Gail more and stuff. Yes, there's more acceptance, but I think. Yeah. Maybe it's more just my. Uh, and, um, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Just, that just was my interpretation. My well, my no, my full blown uh, Gale is a lot, a to, lot take. to take. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm just saying maybe, maybe my impression of Gale up until this season, she's always been kind of just com- comic relief uh, or or just squirm, uh, you know, squirming material in terms like she'll say something that'll make you go, you know. Uh, but for the first time, it's like, oh wait, no, this is a character that they they want us to know and believe that she is part of this gang. And because Wayne, you know, Wayne's basically giving her kissing the cheek. And and up until now he's, you know, uh, shooting her down, shooting her down, or at least declining her, declining her advances. Right. But in this case, no, like Gail is, is part of the gang. Uh, great pick trace. Did you have anything to add? My only other thing on that one is, Mm -hmm. uh, you're not going to convince me until this show ends. And it hasn't happened that, Dan and Gail might wind up being a thing. Dan oh. and Gail. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Squirrely and Gail. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I can see it. Soundboard looks like. Sure. I can see that. All right. Let's move on to the next uh, clip. Before oh, we no, do, because no. I didn't get to talk about the music. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, and by so, the way, the, the, the whole uh, Saturday Night Fever. I love it. And I mean, this is disco. Like it's, it's mellow disco yeah. music. I love it. It's, it's mm-hmm. a great cho- choice. No, it's perfect. The vibe is impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a bit of a bilingual bonus with this song. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like if you uh, understand French or if you look up the lyrics, 
you can um, see what they are. And the theme of the song is a bit of foreshadowing in and of itself. It's the singer finds love and thinks it's going to last forever and then loses that love and has to start over. Hmm. And that's the hook, you know. Um, I think I'll always love you and you all, you know, it always happens this way. Nice. Um, so yeah, they, um, if you're paying attention and like I said, you take care to pay attention to the lyrics, you can kind of see them setting up for the end of the series mm-hmm. where, uh, Wayne and Rosie split up because of his confrontation with Bradley. Oh, the end of that season. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not the, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, good call. Sorry, because of his confrontation with Bradley? Yeah, Bradley, oh. and they got into a fight, and so Rosie. Yeah, Bradley yeah, yeah. headbutted Gary that- and Dan, and Wayne had to, like, unsnap. Yeah. Was that the reason they broke up? I thought they broke up because she went to go do puppies, and that was he be- that was, before. was interested in. That was before, but then she came back, so they got back together, but then they broke up because of the Bradley fight. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Al, you have that exactly backwards. Backwards. Okay. So they were were dating. This this is the first time they have a disagreement, right? So she and Wayne spend like four months apart Mm -hmm. and then they get back together because Bradley's back in town for his birthday. And then at the end of series four, they break up because she wants to go to Vancouver to rescue pit bull puppies. Yes, I got it. exactly. And he was interested in Tana's anyway. So that was kind of, he was, his interest was growing. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's move on to the next uh, pick here. Or else we're going to be here all night. Uh, Here's number, number five, number five. What do we got here? I kind of already gave it away with the the video. I like that we get to see your soundboard and everything. Yes, I know. Right. So we got the truck pulling up. Squirly Dan's driving it with uh, Chastity and Charity. Dick. Wayne jumps out. They're dropping the Dick girls off at the Dick farm. (laughs) (laughs) At the Dick farm. Uh, Noah and, and Anita send the boys into the Dick field to find... Lavina. Do some more, Al. There's a, there's, a, there's a tearful dick reunion between the girls and their dick parents. <laughs> and another of the dick field comes. Another dick comes out. Dick Lavina. Another dick out of the bush. <laughs> carrying some lemonade. Schooly Dan doffs his cap. They look at each other thirstily. <laughs> I want a writing credit. <laughs> I love it. Oh, shut up. Stop. Okay. I don't want to give away the next clip, but too late. Anyway. So that clip there was from season six, episode four, Dick's slip out. The song was uh, Jesus was a cross maker. And in this case was by uh, artist Frida Hyvenen, but it, I believe no. it's, it's a con- Hivinen. Hiv- Hiv- whatever. Okay. Sorry. Say no, it no, again. Try, try it out. Hivinen. <laughs> Hivinen. Hivinen. Yeah, but, she's Swedish, man. Get with it. Because you're in New Massachusetts. This song is not, I mean, this song is a, yeah, it is. This it, song's a standard. It's a standard. So it's not by her, but this is, she's, she's the one performing it in this scene. Uh, Trace, what, what, what about this scene? Um, well, first of all, of all the songs on this thing, the first, this is the only one I'd ever heard before. My, uh, my oh. mom had an old album by uh, Mama Cass Elliot, and she did a version mm. of this song. And yep. I was like, Oh, I know that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cass's version slaps. It's more upbeat, isn't it? I think I've heard it on Spotify. I was trying to find this one and I couldn't find it. 
Yeah, but on this one, it's the it's the shortest scene on the list, and it's mm-hmm. it's barely a minute. Mm-hmm. And but after a whole episode full of double entendres <laughs> and dick jokes, yes, you know, there's a surprisingly heartfelt scene at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, just almost like draws a tear. And my Matt said it best earlier on. He says it's it's hard. It was hard as hell to like uh, a scene in a dance club. It's hard as hell to like a scene and just regular daytime the mm-hmm. only time it's not is magic hour right and all you got to do is point a camera yeah. and yell action mm-hmm. and nature takes care of the rest and they yep. film this then and it's absolutely gorgeous it's a sunset mm-hmm. and it's it's just perfect and i, I want to really uh give props to k trev on this one because he did all his acting almost with his eyes. Mm-hmm. It was just perfect. And you feel everything he feels yeah. about, you know, lost love. And could this be love reconvened and all? And it's, it's, it's one of the sweetest scenes in the whole series so far. Oh, very cool. Yeah. It, it's a great scene. And and you're right. It, it's a, such a huge contrast between what the episode was and this is the episode we did the table read for on friday so it's fresh in our minds um mm-hmm. and uh but yeah it's it's a great scene tanya what do you think <laughs> sorry <Wow. laughs> i'm just recovering after knocking my knee um um yeah it was a fantastic i i think this is one of the few times that we get to see squirrely dan with his hat off mm-hmm. And uh, as as Trace is saying, the the lighting in the background, and it, he just looks so uh, stoic, just kind of mm-hmm. with his with his thumb in his um, suspenders <laughs> yeah. and his hat off, and uh, you know, even the dicks waiting in that and that pause of okay, are my parents going to you know welcome me back? Are they going to scold me? And uh, you know them opening their arms and the the girls running back to their parents and it was it was a beautiful scene for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything you guys said. I love the um, what, I, what I love was yes, I think the acting was really strong in this scene. Um, everyone had their de- very defined roles um, as they enter. Right up from the truck rolls up. Wayne jumps out. You can see he's very stoic and very mm-hmm. um, intentional how he gets out. Like, all right, girls, let's go. You're here. Here's your parents. Like that was his job yeah. to get them here. He can, he completed that. Dan was there to see Lavina. He had this whole different approach. And I, and I totally agree with Trace. His eyes really told his scene. Um, this family reunion was, was epic. It, every, it was like four little mini stories all happening in the same scene and all told very well with nothing said so mm-hmm. no I, I aside from the obvious um production side of it i thought the acting in this scene was was top notch and really sold the story um and i don't think they and i say this wrong they, they obviously we, we love the show this is a really good place for them to shine in 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 very subtle ways mm-hmm. and and i think it really came through mm-hmm yeah, I enjoyed it. I love the music uh, selection. I I'm, I was actually not familiar with the song, so it, like I only yeah. learned that it was. Oh, a I would second. I've never heard that song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. either. Um, but it's it's a beautiful song, and uh, uh, it's an interesting pick for this scene uh, to to choose. Kind of a it's a you know it's a well I, I guess now I think of it they're 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 Mennonite. I was to say it's interesting to pick a religious standard for this scene, but they're Mennonites, so I guess it makes yeah. sense. Um, but it sets the mood perfectly. The, the, the lighting and stuff uh, as uh, to, to trace this point. 
yeah, I loved it. Um, Trace. Oh, that's. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Awesome. Did you have anything? Like, shit, to say I wasn't about... prepared for you to come back to me. No, I, 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 I meant Awesome. Did you have anything to uh, to say about the music? Yeah. Um. I think it's an interesting song to pick because I mean, reading the lyrics, it's not actually all that religious. I mean, it's got that one line in it that Jesus is a cross maker, but mm. um, I mean, there's the repeated refrain of um, the singer requesting angels deliver them from whatever the situation is, mm. but it opens up with um, the singer meeting a stranger that she trusted because of his song. And, you know, song is an expression of internal beauty rather than external. Um, and the singer is drawn to that, even though they give bad vibes pretty much straight away. Right. Um, and then uh, the, the subject of the song disappears and the singer is blinded. And then they have the repeated refrain of he's a bandit and a heartbreaker. Oh, but Jesus was a cross maker. So it mm -hmm. seems like they're contrasting these two characters. Well, it, it kind of makes initially kind of makes sense for a show like letter Kenny that doesn't really have a whole lot of time for religion, but this is yeah. an episode about Mennonites. So maybe it's the perfect song. It. On the yeah. surface, it seems like a religious song, but maybe it's actually not, right? Uh, it, well, maybe too, because the Mennonites were on Rum, Rumspringa. Yeah, that it right. was the two worlds of mm -hmm. of uh, the the English world or Mennonite world. But well, the second, yeah. the second stanza is even more interesting because um, it paints the subject. Um, he wages a war with the devil, a pistol by his side. And though he chases him out windows and won't give him a place to hide, he keeps his door wide open, fighting him. He lights a lamp, inviting him. So like there's parallels there as well mm -hmm. as contrasts, right? Like, so the subject is a good man, but also obviously a violent one. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, interesting. Yeah. Kind of like, it, it uh, is very like Wayne. Interesting. yeah. Trace, did yeah. You, you had something to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say that the story behind the writing of this song, it was originally written by a lady named Judy Sill, mm -hmm. who is yeah. kind of crazy. Oh, love the drugs. Love the drugs. <laughs> anyway, she got into a relationship with a guy named J.D. Souther, mm -hmm. who wrote a bunch of Eagles songs. Oh, interesting. and uh, like. Uh, Desperado, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Anyway, that dude cut a swath through all 70s pop star blitz and right. singer songwriter ladies mm -hmm. Linda Ron you can just say he was a huge slut trace <laughs> he it's was fine a huge slut <laughs> uh, and <laughs> there's a common thread through all those relationships that jd jd shows up hot and heavy mm -hmm. and you know just <clears throat> full tilt and then poof yeah, he's disappears gone. wow before she we wrote the song yeah nice Go ahead, Matt. Last thought before we move on, which we fully uh, negated to talk about, was when Noah or when they sent the boys off to get Lavina. Mm -hmm. Like in all seriousness, fuck, can they run? <laughs> oh exactly. my gosh! <laughs> all right, say the thing, Al. Say the thing. Fuck, can they run? All right. <laughs> I heard enough of that on Friday night. Great. Let's move on to number four. Number four. All right, here we go. We have a hockey scene with the Shamrockettes and they're taking the ice. 
They're also, it's a training montage. We have Riley and Jonesy coaching the Shamrockettes to their future championship. And then we have montage of games, of them playing teams and beating teams and scoring easy goals on other teams. And moving up the standings from last place. More shots of the girls running up and down the stairs. Riley and Jonesy taking their time. (laughs) <laughs> on the on the bench, coach is holding up a trash can. He really wants to kick it, but things are going too well, so instead he just spits his gum into it and offers it to Riley and Jonesy. And, yeah. More hockey scenes, more celebration. The women are on a roll. They're moving up to fourth place. They're more hockey scenes. This gets a little repetitive after a while. Riley and Jonesy are reaping the, the rewards. And they're in second place behind the Bulldogettes. Final game against the Bulldogettes. And of course they win. They win on the Bulldogettes' home rink. And they take first place. And that's the end of that scene. All right. So. You got to be quicker off the hop here, I man. I don't know why this won't. All right. That scene there is from season five, episode five, back to back to back. The song is I Love the Bloody Beat Roots by the Bloody Beat Roots. So kind of a self-serving song there. Um, <clears throat> Trace, what is it about that scene you enjoy so much? There is not a part of that scene that isn't a horrendously well-worn cliche. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is a sports montage, but yep. by God, it is so warm and fuzzy. Uh-huh. You've seen it a thousand times in mm-hmm. a thousand different movies. And it's, you know, it, it hits all the high spots, you know, the, you know, the game highlights, the, them slowly making their way up the standings, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the coaches, are they going to be able to do it? Are they going to be able to do it? And the part I don't get is Riley and Jonesy are sitting there timing them run stairs, which there's no point. No, you're there's right. no metric you can gain from timing someone running stairs. <laughs> Good point. Well put. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, they, it's a 21 minute episode. They got a, you know, they're in a bad place. Marianne and Betty Ann are at each other's throats. They're down in the standings. You know, but how are you going to show the work and the struggle and the triumph to get to the final game and, you know, support a B storyline in 21 minutes? Mm-hmm. You know, a two minute montage does the trick. Well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very good. Cue you the montage. Had a montage. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a really good one. I I love how uh, as you were saying, as they were trying to run the stairs, and uh, they're they're Riley and Jonesy are just like looking at the stopwatches, and they just kind of they're they're shaking their heads like that's it's just not good enough, not good enough, not good enough, and and especially with Coach there and and with the um, garbage can and spitting out his uh, gum instead of kicking it, and um, it was just it was a really good uh, montage of. Uh, the girls kicking butt and moving up the the uh, the line until mm-hmm. they won. Yeah, mm-hmm. Matt. 
So now I'm angry about my opinion of this scene based on Trace. So (laughs) everything you just said is probably the reason I don't like the scene. Mm -hmm. And like, like the fact that you call it is like one big cliche. As I was rewatching it, I'm like, yeah, like I feel like I've seen this a thousand times. I just, it it feels like a, like kind of corny eighties move sports flick or something. And there and it's fine, but I, I was, I, and, and even now you call it a bit repetitive, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, was it all intentional? Cause this show is highly intentional in how they do everything. So am I just falling victim to what they tried to do um, or what they did? And I, and I don't know, it didn't, didn't resonate well with me. So it is most certainly an homage to the montage. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're not wrong. So like I came into this kind of a little bit angry. Then you did your run and I'm like, fuck like I know exactly what you're saying and you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I think you've actually nailed it dead on on what they were trying to go for. And I missed the beat and yeah, I don't know. It, it was fine, but I definitely didn't love this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, I bet you they had a lot of fun though. Sure. Like the camera work on the ice, they don't get a lot of moving camera work. There's some um, great camera work on the yeah, ice. Yeah, some, some the, they those, really yeah. favor the low angles. If you're mm-hmm. watching all the all the hockey shots are very low to the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine they had a really fun day, and I could totally appreciate that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Trace, to your point, if, they, if this was totally an homage and a, and a and a cliche shot, then they nailed it, and I can't take them away from it because they 100 nailed that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm a little conflicted on this one. Trace, uh, we got some kudos from the live stream. Uh, L- Lizard Kenny says she loves Trace's wordplay homage to the montage. So there you go. <laughs> well, he does have a Wu Tang is forever uh, sign on the on his wall there. So yeah. <laughs> he's got away with the words, with the rhyming. Um, I agree. It, this is a, a very cliche montage, r- <clears throat> like all right down to the running up the steps, like the Rocky scenes, you know, <laughs> running up and down the steps. Um, but with Letter Kenny, you know, touches, right. The, the music, first of all, like usually it's like rock or pop rock or whatever. This is, you know, set to, uh, uh, you know, electronic music. And so yeah. very, very, you know, letter Kenny touch there, the team names. And I remember when we reviewed this episode originally, I got a kick out of all the team names because they're all, they're all just regular team names with et, you know, attached to the end of it, including the alouettes. Oh, which was the alouette et. So they actually, so it's already a feminine word, but then they added the et on the end of that, which was hilarious. But you know, unless you're a CFL fan uh, or you listen to this podcast, you wouldn't know why that's funny. Um, And the coach in the trash can at the bench. I mean, so yes, it's a cliched scene, but it's uh, still, um, you know, with the letter Kenny touches makes it a a fun scene for sure. Uh, Awesome. Do you have anything about the Yeah, no, music? I, I agree. Every element in this is 100% intentional. Um, the music choice in this one was a bit lighter. Instead of like um, a lot of hardcore driving mm-hmm. music, uh, this, this selection is a little more accessible. It's just light, fun house music. Yeah. You know, it's not got any lyrics to it. It's it's n- trying to not detract from the story that you're being presented visually. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, I personally am super impressed with all the shots on the ice that they got, because that is so fucking difficult. Yeah. They have to film on fucking skates, mm-hmm. right. On a perfect, on an almost perfectly frictionless surface. That is so like technically time consuming and difficult that I just have nothing but mad props for them. And then, yeah, the, 
the the team names, especially the Alouette Ets, that's <laughs> that has to be intentional. They oh, know what they're is. doing. Yeah. It's a joke. It's a, but it's a joke only doing. for those who would, who would get it. So they they they're not afraid to throw I mean, those in. In yeah. the first episode of this series, mm-hmm. where Riley and Jonesy introduced themselves, or no, what it was, no, it was the previous episode. It was Hard Rate J, where they um said. They came out and they're like, what the fuck is a shamrocket anyway? A leaf right. with tits. <laughs> you know, so they've been flagging up this fucking joke yeah, the yeah. entire series. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I I do enjoy it. And I do think of it as a, a love letter, if you will, to sports movie montages. Yeah. Whatever good. the hell Matt thinks of it. <laughs> it's all good. All right. Here we go. Next clip. Number three. Number three. <laughs> It's a good thing Victor's not here. Because I would have to have a trigger warning for Victor. Here we have a winter. Oh, he's got cholerophobia? No, he, he he had a big issue with what happens in this uh, clip here. Oh, yeah. We have the skids driving in uh, um, Stuart's, uh, what was that, a Honda? Or Toyota or something? Yeah, it's like a janky-ass Honda Civic from the 90s. They come out wearing their clown outfits. Love the fact that Darian made the whole trip in the trunk. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. yeah. And they got Love shovels and out of the baseball bats. And they're about to inflict some harm on some innocent, un- unsuspecting mailboxes. And this is the play- This is the part that would have Victor right now curled up in the fetal position. That's my fucking mailbox. In the mailbox. corner. And mailbox like after mailbox. <laughs> it's a... It's a Fun scene. I enjoyed it. Oh, there's the barn-shaped mailbox that they're about to take down. Like, does every rural neighborhood have one of those or what, eh? <laughs> and they rip it out of the ground and they destroy it. And more shots of them walking down the street menacingly and destroying more and more mailboxes. Let me see if I can't pause this before we give away the next clip. But anyway... I don't think there's much more to say about this one. So I'm going to pause it here and I'm going to say trace. Good thing. Victor's not here. What did you, why, why did you pick this scene? Uh, this one is at first glance, this looks like straight up like a filler and piece just to kill a few minutes mm-hmm. in the show. And awesome. I might be wrong. Was this, was it the one before or after this one where they, did the one where they did it at night and he corrected <laughs> the sign oh <laughs> <Some> grammar <laughs> oh I, I think, that is part of yeah this that comes afterwards it, that is part of this montage mm-hmm. so yeah right. sorry i forgot i forgot to mention before you move on this is from episode three sorry season three episode four matt's favorite lays heeks um and uh the song playing in here is sa by a la Claire Ensemble. So, sorry there, Trace. Go ahead. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Uh, but on this, the, this one is like, it, 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 it's, it's, it's filler. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it serve a lot of purpose other than killing time? I, I, it probably, that probably is still exactly what it is, but they really do it with some panache. I mean, yeah. the cinematography is gorgeous, kind of whited out grayscale kind of vibe with these splashes of color mm-hmm. in their in the mailboxes and their outfits and everything. Uh as far as like influence things that I see on this, 
perhaps not the actual setting, but this is straight up clockwork orange. Yeah. I had that written down. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's, and it's, it's cool because, and also the cinematography is when they're showing the scenes uh, of them destroying the mailboxes, this is outside on a street in some neighborhood, Mm -hmm. but the way they filmed it and the camera work on it is, is so claustrophobic. Mm. Like you're there and you're like, you're part of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like you're filming this thing in a broom closet instead of like a city street. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I mean, it's, it shows that the fact you while used for mostly comedic effect, Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's an underlying sense of menace to them, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's, that's why I like that one. I, I I just really like it because the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, that's clockwork orange. Yeah. 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 Same here. Uh, Dan, what'd you think of this? I'm not familiar with clockwork work orange. So that reference falls short on, yeah. short on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I'd love to agree, but I didn't really, <laughs> because I don't have that connection. Uh, and you were, you were with Victor on this one too. You, you took a, a exception to the mailboxes getting. Yeah. As well. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do remember uh, Victor and I having a big problem with the, the very expensive mailboxes being um, um, broken. Um, and this is gaze in this one. Is yep. she not? Yep. Is, she's, uh, she's front and center. Right she was here. front and center. That's, I thought so. With the shovel. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was okay. Um, it, it's not one of my favorite, um, um, scenes, scenes. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Oh, uh, lizard Kenny's. She doesn't honestly, doesn't get the clockwork orange reference either. I think it's more, not so much the aesthetic, but more the, the feeling of mayhem that they're causing, right? They're, they're, they're out. Yeah, on, these are the droogs yeah. out for a bit of yeah, the old ultraviolet. Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah this, yeah. this is an absolute scene out of clockwork orange. If mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, it's a classic Stanley Kubrick, 1970s. It's like, it's not for everyone. No. Like, don't you run. It's very different. Yeah. You, you, you talk about the droogs already. Like, even the the dialogue they use in that film is very mm-hmm. out there. It's hard to follow at times. It's a brilliant Honestly, flick, but it's one time I'll do you. Yeah, it, it's yeah. an interesting flick, but this is exactly like hundred percent inspired from that. Um, I actually think this is one of the better um, wordless scenes in the entire series. I ah. think they absolutely nailed this one. Um, like I said, they they've all dove into the characters that they're inspired from, which again, hundred percent, let's not even kid ourselves. This was taken from clockwork orange. Mm-hmm. They, the way they're walking down the street with the head tilt and like they, they've captured these characters brilliantly um, and selling the scene. So the, whether you like the idea and I think Victor didn't like it, what was his, what was his issue with the mailboxing? Cause they were breaking mailboxes. Yeah, they were just destroying just mailboxes. They're expensive like, and they're private. Same property. issue he had with, with them destroying the guitar. He just, he, he, right. he doesn't yeah. like the senseless Figured destruction out. of any, property figured out but anyways in in the united states it's a felony right yeah it's i think it's a felony everywhere Mm -hmm. to destroy a mailbox but that was the whole point they were trying to cause a little yeah exactly that's the Um, point of the scene i thought and then on top of the music i know awesome you're going to get into a bit more it was an amazing choice it suited the scene so perfectly um you had me hook line and sinker it wasn't too long they they were in their character they were displaying what they were trying to do and the music set the tone. So I don't know what else you want from a scene like this mm-hmm. because they gave it to you at every, at every step. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. Uh, so some of these montages tell a lot of story uh, without words. This one here, it's not so much the story no. that it's telling it's the mood it's setting. Yeah. Uh, that's, this is a perfectly shot 
Ontario winter, like the gray, the, yeah. the just mm. everything about it is just the general looks, misery. The mis like I feel <laughs> that scene that I'm watching, and then it makes the colors on their costumes pop out. But even like, uh, it's just they're standing beside a blue car, but even that blue is muted just because it's that gray winter Ontario just aesthetic. Uh, yeah. And then the music. The menacing music and the masks and the way they're walking around that's clockwork orange to a t uh it's uh yeah so this even one hold, even holding the bat over the shoulder yeah. like that's yeah. that's straight out of the flip for sure so um you know this one here yeah not so much story but absolutely mood like yeah. the mood is there uh awesome so uh, yeah, this song for me is an absolute bop it is one of the ones that I actually spent money on oh yeah yeah, I I purchased this album after I saw this episode. Um, this is some hardcore French hip hop, French Canadian hip hop, I guess, right? Or is it? Is it? It is not hardcore, but yes, it's enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the hook is interesting. You thought that was what it was, but that was not what it was, right? So it's like you're thinking one thing, but mm-hmm. it's actually something else. Um, and then the bridge, the first actual proper line they have is Joe Clark plundered the Congo over and over again, which is just bold political statement right out there before anything else other than the hook. Um, just to, you know, be able to save your piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of it is pretty standard fare for a rap song mm-hmm. you know he's big upping his band camp uh talking about how his critics don't know shit um people think their their music is fresh um and it's some excerpts about life in his neighborhood uh but it, it's interesting mm-hmm. um and i like i said i find it very listenable uh, especially the hook, you know. Well, the, I mean, day. yeah, but it sounds like he's saying, like, because our English ears, it sounds like he's saying sexy day or something like that. Like, it's not, it doesn't, you know, you don't know what he's saying. Okay, look, my French is kind of not up to this task because mm-hmm. these guys are very, very firmly from Quebec. Right. And I learned French from actual fucking French people. Mm-hmm. I, half this shit I have to look up. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I did I've... not know that Chew. Yeah. was the Cobesoa version of Je sais. Yeah, trust me. I've spoken to enough Parisian French and actually even African French who who wonder what the fuck Canadian French yeah. uh, speakers are saying. Like, I feel like I need to take another French course just for Cobesoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're moving on now to clip number two. Number two. Here we go. We have a wedding between Ron and Dax. And they're dancing. And then we're cutting to a hotel. And Bonnie and Katie are walking down the hall towards a room. Eventually. We got this part. There we go. And they're calling somebody behind them to follow them, and they approach the room. Back to Ron and Dax doing their dance moves. The white boys on this show got some sick fucking moves. I don't know what it is, 
And we see that the people following the girls are the Sidiots. Back to Ron and Dax. Back to the hotel. Oh, and there's Tannis. She's holding the door open for them to come into the room for some sex. Tannis is looking smoking. God damn. Yes. <laughs> and then the Sidiots walk in. They're oblivious until they see the room is not empty. It's filled with Hicks. And Wayne gets up, rips his suit jacket off. Rips his tie off. And he's about to lay it down on them. But back to Ron and Dax, cutting up the dance floor. Is that JJ Frankie JJ on there? I don't know. No. I know, just a big fat guy with a beard. Eventually, we get back to the hotel room, and we will see the aftermath of the of the Donnie Brook. There we go. This is a parade of sex. Yeah, they all leave. Derry wearing his Simpsons suit. Squirrely Dan drinking from his bottle, wearing his kilt, and the city it's are unconscious, beaten up on the floor. What else is in the teachers' beaches? Sex on the beaches. What? Wondering what the hell just happened. And then we get back to the wedding. Ron and Dax are now slow dancing. Stuart enrolled or at the Stuart DJ. Dickens and uh, and uh, McMurray offer them a peace offering to bring them shots. Then uh, Katie and Bonnie break up the the dancing couple. Squirrely Dan and and Derry get lucky with some ladies on the dance floor. Riley and Jonesy get the eyes from a couple of ladies on the dance floor. Yeah, a couple of older ladies on the dance floor. One of them, demographic there. Yeah, one of them blow him a kiss and Jonesy catch, catches it. He was looking for trouble. He was looking for trouble. He was looking for trouble. So what if we are? We don't plan at weddings. Wouldn't dream of it, bud. And, and then, yeah. uh, air ball. There was voices there. I know. I didn't want to cut it off because that was just a fun part of it. All right. So that there, if you hadn't noticed, was a scene from Katie is the one dipping. Of course, yeah. of course she is. <laughs> this is a scene from uh, season five, episode one. We do not. We don't fight at weddings. And the song, of course, is Fuck the Pain Away by Peaches, not the Peaches. Peaches. Uh, when we last did this episode, I mistakenly said the Peaches, and then I heard it from some people. Um, <laughs> Trace, why'd you pick this one? Okay. Uh, from the walk down uh, the hall sequ- uh, tracking shot, uh, fr- shot from behind, mm-hmm. uh, to basically, so the audience... Uh, is discovering the city its fate at roughly the same time they do. Yeah. The entire, the entire scene is uh, shot like a mob hit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in a mafia movie. Yes. <clears throat> and especially uh, to the, uh, cl- that big climactic scene in the Godfather mm-hmm. where Michael is at uh, the christening of his uh, nephew or niece. And it cuts back and forth between that, uh, scene uh, in the church and him killing the heads of the five families. Right. And 
the, it's the, the the best part is the the look that the Hicks have when they first walk into the room. It's just almost bored disinterest. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to knock this out, and then we're going to go do whatever we're going to do next. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not gearing up really no. that much. They're not. It's like okay, let's get this over with, and it's you know they just that shot down the hallway where they uh katie and bonnie uh go under uh, as they're walking they move in and out of the lights mm-hmm. that are on the hallway oh yeah it's just it's it's gorgeous to shot and it's beautifully edited yeah and i, th- I think that was uh i looked on imdb and it was uh edited by a dude named drew mcleod oh okay and it's it's it just screams mob hit and when they're done clean up let's go back to doing whatever the hell we were doing yeah go back to the party yeah job done i mean i'd be interested to hear from from either jacob uh or or billy whether uh whether godfather is is you know source material for this scene you know whether it's it's uh that's just what i took from it yeah i I would i would love to see validation on all your predictions yeah start with saturday night fever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right and then we had clockwork warrant i think we're or what was the one in between there um you, you you made references in every step. Well, there was a, the hockey one, or which could have was been. an homage to any hockey, yeah. Um, and then yeah. the Clockwork Orange, and now Godfather. I I, w- I think you're 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 on the right track with all these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and you know what the the uh, the the Dick one, just from the kind of the the setting and the music, could be kind of like a gave me a bit of a oh, oh brother where art thou vibe, you know, especially from the music. I more Forrest Gump. Uh yeah, maybe Forrest Gump, sure. From strict cinematography, I got have y'all ever seen the natural Robert Redford? Yes. yes. Well that's that because of the sun Glenn, yeah. Glenn close in the uh mm-hmm. stands and she's backlit by the setting sun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, it's it's like it's magic hour. It's a mm-hmm. gimme. You have to take yeah. it when it presents itself. Yeah, no, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Great uh great pick. Tan. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great, uh, uh, montage, uh, this one. I, I remember the reference in the whole, um, episode was we don't fight at weddings yeah. and they just kept on saying it over and over and over again. So watching the movie, uh, or sorry, watching the episode, um, just segmented, uh, like this with just, just this part, mm-hmm. um, you almost forgot the lead up or, or what it was, what was about to happen. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, the, it was, it was great. You know, the girls looking over their shoulder and egging the, the boys to, to keep coming and, mm-hmm. um, and Tannis being there at the doorway. And as you, as you said, the, the guys just kind of sitting like, um, usually, um, um, oh my gosh. When? Wayne uh, usually has his shirt already off or his unbuttoning uh, his cuffs. Yeah. Or his cuffs. Yeah. So he didn't even have any of that kind of set. They were just kind of sitting there and, and, and waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, a, it was a great episode or a great um, montage for sure. Matt? Yeah. I mean, I'll keep this one short. I, I loved it. I thought this is a great scene. I remember I wasn't a massive <clears throat> fan of this episode overall mm-hmm. um, because of my, because you're a city. Yeah. 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 I'm a oh, I remember and, that. Yeah. Yeah. And Vic, I know the two cities hated it. Victor right. and Matt did not like this. Well, episode. and as we learned from Trevor <laughs> later, this was his interpretation of city. It's um, <clears throat> from an, from the Ottawa mm-hmm. perspective, I believe. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe their city, it's a little different, but 
I took I took personal. I, I felt attacked. Trevor. You did. I do uh, remember that. This one. <laughs> well, well played. Nice. <laughs> um, but no, this was a fantastic scene, and mm-hmm. I think Tracy called out the, the cutting on this one was was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I they really captured that sort of mafioso kind of a approach to it. It was a, a lot of fun. It was a fully manufactured scene, mm-hmm. is the way I'll describe that. And every step of the way. From the delivery uh, of the the talent to the to the shot selection, uh, even the end when they're all walking out of the room one by one, and then it finally reveals the onslaught of what they had done. Uh, it, it was just so brilliant. Um, no, this was just a fantastic scene. Very good. I love too that they were dancing and the like how they just kept on. Yeah, back like, and forth. Everything is like the parties is going on as on uh, normal and yeah. 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 And I mean, the music selection, and I'm sure awesome, you'll get to it. So I, I won't spend too much time on it. But yeah, this one here is one of those. It's not just a mood setter. It's it's telling a lot of stories there because you have the, the the end to the city. It's story. But you also have Ron and Dax, you know, uh, dancing together and, and enjoying their 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 first dance. Uh, you have uh, the you know, the DJ booth um, Dickens and McMurray going in with a peace offering because they, they, the whole episode they were giving Stuart and rolled a hard time for the music selection. Uh, you had um, Riley and Jonesy with the older ladies, you know, so there's a lot of great stuff happening in this. Uh, what is it? A couple of minutes scene. So, mm-hmm. you know, really well done. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Great way to end this episode. Awesome. What do you have? So peaches, uh, this song, Fuck the Pain Away, is actually one of um, her more popular songs. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find funny is that there is no official music video for this song, despite the fact that it's an early 2000s song. Okay. Um, so is what they're stored on Pornhub? <laughs> no, what, what there are instead are a bunch of fan vids, right. my favorite of which, and this is something... I heartily and vigorously disagree with Dean on my favorite video of which is a Muppets edit. I've seen that one. Yes. I've seen that. It's one. the best one. It just is. Get out of my face. Dina bald. <laughs> Why doesn't Dean like it? Is he not a he Muppets fan? Like He's not a Jim Henson fan. Whoa, when really? he doesn't like something, he like hard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do not like the Muppets. That's like, I don't know. That's like not like. No, Santa I know. Claus I give him endless. He doesn't like Gene Wilder either. So this is why we broke up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I kid. Yeah. But no, it genuinely is. Um, also, I just noticed th- with this watch through mm-hmm. Wayne's tie throughout the episode is black except for the scene in the room when he's walking out where he blue. whips it off no where he whips it off mm-hmm. it's blue yeah it's maybe like it's the bright ba- vibrant the, blue maybe it's the back of the tie is blue or something because uh nope. No? No. nope yeah no that tie is black and you know the way ties are made it's like a piece of fabric folded on itself several sure times. but i mean yeah well okay <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, his tie is black all through the episode mm-hmm. up until you see him whipping it off. Right. And then this where they, they come out in the parade of sex out mm-hmm. of the room, then it's blue, too. And then now he's back on the D floor and it's fucking black again. Yeah. Can't believe I missed that. Yeah. At Ginger Martini. Where are you at, girl? Come on. You can do better. There you go. No, I'm lying. Continuity <laughs> error. Thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, all right. Are we ready to move on to the number one pick? Can I just say, I love the fact that uh, I love this, the part of the scene where Tannis closes the door on the camera 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's just a classic example of what you don't see is a hell of a lot scarier than what you do see. <laughs> right. All right. Well, when she closes the door and then she like looks at, she makes eye contact with capital E C. Mm-hmm. And then like the first time I was watching this, I just like slowly pressed my thighs together. <laughs> that was my reaction to Tana's yeah. staring down the barrel of the camera and giving the audience that look. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm gay. <laughs> now, now, and if I remember, if I'm remembering my wordless scenes correctly, I have a feeling I know what's coming up. Yeah, I was just about to say, uh, should we ask or just play it? I think we just play it. Just, just, just play it. it. Just play we it. Here we know. go. Here we go. Number one. The number one scene. We have a Nick and Derry dancing at the Bukke Beach. But the Nick is just canceled her wedding, so this Bukke Beach is just a party with some French Bossa Nova music playing in the background and everyone's just having a good time. Katie's dancing with one of the Fricks. Yes, one of the Fricks. Not a thing. His name is Jean-Carl. I, I can't keep Jones. track of the Jeans. We have the the head Frick, and he's dancing with the blonde, and we have Jones and Dan, Squirrely Dan Frick. He's dancing. Everyone's dancing, having a good time. You're a freaking idiot, <laughs> Al. You're fired. There he's putting on the moves. He's he's pretty smooth there with the Nick, and the Nick's enjoying mm-hmm. it. And there's Wayne standing by the wall, watching all his friends having a good time, paired off, looking around. Katie's even dancing with a frick. And he sees Darian and Nick. And then he sees Joint Boy and Tyson. And they got a tray well, full of shots. I think they see him. Well, they, they, yeah, they all look at So they bring the shots over and they start doing shots of of the, uh, what, what kind of whiskey is it? The maple syrup whiskey or something? Sortilage. Yeah. And they're hammering them back. Hammering them back. One by one. Double tapping. <laughs> McMurray joins them. He's already three sheets to the wind, but he wants a few too. Check this piece of shit out. <laughs> McMurray's fucking hammered, eh? So they're sloppily pouring the shots and down that in the piece shots. Of shit just did a James T. Kirk flying kick, so put some respect on his name. <laughs> oh, that was so cool. Everybody hates that. I love it. The Guy and Bruce? Is that the name of the liquor? Guy and Bruce. Guy, Guy yeah. and Bruce. Yeah, if it's French, it's Guy. Still lot, lots of drinking. Lots of drinking going on here still. Nothing else has happened yet. And then... Shit, tell me maple syrup whiskey. Maple syrup whiskey. Oh, the hangover. Their livers oh, are going to fall out. Oh, tell me that. <laughs> right? Maple syrup whiskey is a, is a common thing around here. And then... I know. Send me a bottle. In walks. Uh, it's delicious. In oh, walks Marie Fred. Fuck this hoe. Okay, hold on. We don't hate her yet. We, we didn't hate her yet. And there's the old man who we all love. Yeah, he is like a cuddly midget Santa. And he and it's his niece, the one that he's been talking up to Wayne all yeah. episode. And she looks we around. To, we're living in the now, and we like her at this yeah, moment. We, yeah, we like her, and Wayne loves her. He can't the thunderbolt. take his eyes off right. of her. Shot out of the blue. Oh, and the old man is pointing Wayne out, saying, that's the guy. The guy sitting between the two big muscle heads. Yeah. 
he gave me a hundred dollar tip. <laughs> <laughs> he bought you. And she's oh man. And she's <laughs> giving him the eyes and the he's smile. Into it. Oh, Not fucking Jean Lance. In come the fricks, the or the, the lumberjack. Nope. The the blue plaid guys, he come they come in for a fight. They're the D Gens, yeah. They come in to start fights. And the fight ensues. <coughs> oh no. <laughs> Except not Wayne. Oh, tracking shot. Wayne is walking towards Marie Fred, oblivious of all the fighting happening around him. McMurray. Gets his knee in already. Yeah, McMurray runs some interference. We got a bottle shot in behind him by Tyson, and then he punches another guy. And then the immediate follow up. That's yeah. fucking class there. Some wild swings. And a. Sean Carl with the fucking bottle. And then followed by a stabbing motion. That's just I vicious. I he went in there with the ghetto switch. Right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> He fucking did, so... his turtleneck peeks up out of his collar. Wayne ignores all of that. He's got his eyes set. There's Jean-Pierre barreling through like a fucking I love what happens next. The old man, he's like, oh, let me save you. Let me protect you. What is he going to do? Right. Put his tiny self between his niece and everything. Oh, there's Jonesy. He pushes another blue plaid brother out of the way. Yep. Wayne's about to give his patented, how are you now? Yeah, that lady killer move. <laughs> now there's Katie watching. Except in walks. Fucking Jean Carl. That guy. Or no, that's yeah, Jean Claude. Marie Fred's brother, but we don't know that at the time. He just marks his territory by throwing a blue plaid shirt around her. And uh, now we get the fade eyes to black, and we get the crazy eyes, and that's <laughs> it. So, as if you guys didn't know this, that's from season five, episode six, book a biche. And the song is Un Musicien Parmi Tant D'Autre by Harmonium. Trace, what you got? The perfect direction, the perfect editing, the perfect cinematography, perfect lighting, perfect acting, perfect stunt coordination. Mm. Jesus. Perfect right? song. I perfect mean, amount of breakaway glass. <laughs> perfect amount of breakaway. Uh, this one was... Uh, this was... Kiso, I, I, like I was saying back on there, uh, on uh, with Dan on the uh, Dick Slip Out episode, mm. Kiso acts a world with his eyes on this one for a guy who squints all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he brings it home mm-hmm. with those eyes, and I mean, it's funny is like when he the, the best the part I like the most is when he's standing against the wall. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a twofolded thing. Part of me thinks it's like you know he feels lonely and you know by himself and he's looking around seeing all these people happy and he's happy for them but he's kind of come to the realization that happiness isn't going to come to him right and also you know he always seems to have the smile it's it's a meditation on wayne's leadership he's the one that put all these people together he's the one that brought them all down he's the one that led them into the fight mm-hmm. and he's the one that brought them all home and it's you see a, a bit of relief on his face right you know and it's and, you know, get to drinking and all that stuff. And like I said, that tracking shot when he's walking towards uh, Mary Fred, it's like, oh, that's cool. And then, you know, I, I said it before, the stunt coordination alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, all that had to be choreographed perfectly. Mm-hmm. His walk, their moves, everything. You know, one person screws up trips over somebody else you got to go back to first position and and it's it's 
it's just amazing. And I know awesome. We'll talk about the song, but mm-hmm. probably one of the best songs that's been on letter. Kenny. Yeah. 100% it's, agree. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing scene. That was the one where I was like, these guys are a lot better than anyone has given them credit for mm-hmm. as far as the technical aspect and the visual aesthetic of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chad agrees with you. He says it's a perfect scene as well. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Tan, what did you think? I, I do believe uh, Victor gave the song. Oh, yeah. The MVP. The MVP he he fell in <laughs> well, love okay, with the song. Okay, this is one song. of the times he is not wrong. Right. Yeah, he fell in love with the song. I think he learned to play it on a mm-hmm. guitar and everything. Mm-hmm. Actually, so. I kind of learned it, too. I'm not as good as Victor, but uh, yeah, I, I yeah, tried to learn he, it, too. It's, it's he, a tough song to he play. He really fell in love with the, this one. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Trace, you you hit the the nail right on the head. Like it it is a perfect scene. It uh, was so well done. I love how the music and Wayne's steps kind of synced up almost. At, just as he was slow walking through all the chaos happening, and just it, it was it was just one of those scenes that really captured your attention and held it Mm -hmm. even though there were no words to it whatsoever you just were fixated on what was going to happen and um and that feeling of you know as you said the lightning you know his eyes uh seeing marie fred for the first time and you know that kind of locked in and uh went to her and and her locking in on him as well um, and until the coat come, came in, but then his eyes still again at that last kind of, um, when well, the, when, when it goes crazy eyed, yeah. when he's like, <laughs> yeah. that just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was a, it's a great scene for sure. I'm so glad that's number one. Mm-hmm. Matt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's near perfect scene from, uh, especially from a production <laughs> standpoint. Um, you guys have hit, hit everything dead on. The music was great. The scene was great. They brought out every technique in the tool book to pull this one off. Um, I, I'm with Trace, and I and I kept I was fixated on that tracking shot. Um, my own personal preference, and it's my own selfishness. I would have loved to have seen them hold that longer. I get really giddy with long shots in movies and shows and stuff like that when they really have the guts to carry that out. Like examples are like you ever seen Children of Men? Oh my god! They, yeah, they do. Yes. A few, Holy fuck. They do a couple of where if you, it, those that aren't paying attention, like it's just another scene, but there's a couple scenes in that movie where they're carrying the same shot for like minutes on end. And it's oh. unreal. And it's not, a, it's not a simple scene. It's a scene no, with explosions so and stunts and yeah, yeah, that yeah. has to yeah. happen. Yeah. And they so, took a, go ahead. Slight sidetrack. I have yeah. to recommend it. If you have not watched 19 two, if you watch nothing else, watch series two, episode one. Yeah. The, the school shooting scene. Uh, yeah, episode. because oh, it no, is 13 solid minutes of a single take tracking does shot. Not, does not cut away. It's, it's wild. It's intense. Yeah, the the intensity. And they, they did a short version of it here, but the coordination in those single shots. Yeah. Anything goes no. wrong, they had to start all over. <clears throat> um, so I, I, I get really giddy when I see that happen. And they did. They held it for a good what, 20 seconds or so. Mm-hmm. They, I would have loved to have seen them just stay on Wayne and really carry through the room as he approached Mary Fred. But that's just me nitpicking because mm-hmm. it was just fantastic. Let's let's not argue this one. We all loved it. We raved yeah. about it when we mm-hmm. talked about it in the original podcast. This was a, a brilliant scene for them. Yeah. 
I mean, was there ever any doubt that this was going to be number one? I, I, I feel no. like we all kind of knew this was going to be number one. Um, the song, I still love it. I still listen to it. I still, you know, I, I spent hours trying to learn it on guitar. Like that's how much, and I'd never heard this song before in my life until I saw that scene. And now it's one of my favorites. And it's from a fuck. It's from 1974. It's from a year before I was born. Like it's not a new song, but uh, it's, it's new to me. Um, the only other note I have here, because you guys said everything is, uh, I mean, most, most of these montages, not a lot of, but the mood setters, especially are usually uh, at the end of episodes. Um, but think about the balls it takes to do a montage this long. And it's the end of your season. Yeah, because yeah, because they use the whole fucking song. Yeah, it's not a quick one. They use the song. It's a seven minute song, but it's also you're you're ending your season. And so you're trusting that this scene is going to set up, yeah. uh, wrap up all, any stories and set up your perfectly set up your cliffhanger. That's going to keep your audience like waiting for yeah. next season. And you have to do that with no words. It's all just what happens on screen. Uh, I, I know. And I, I guess Letter Kenny does it a few times, but. They did it like again. We, we all agree this is a perfect scene for that. Yeah, but I mean, it all in to your point though. I I think that's one great thing Letterkenny does is they break the rules. Mm-hmm. They 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 just say fuck it, we'll do it. Like down to even the the, the butchery interview, we talked about the scene of them sitting on the porch and yeah. cutting off half their faces. Yeah. You know, when he mm-hmm. described it, ultimately it was at a convenience, and they laughed. They're like, fuck it, let's go with it. But they're like, who cares? This is fun. We're having a great time. They probably had a conversation. I love this song. Let's mm-hmm. just play out this scene. Fuck it. Let's, I mean, yeah. there, I'm sure there's a lot too when they, when they described it and came up with the concept, but they, they don't care. I feel like I genuinely feel a lot of stuff when they make this, they're making it for themselves because mm-hmm. they're loving what they're creating. Yeah. And that is truth in art. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, we, you're never going to, not everyone's always going to love it, but they love it. Mm-hmm. And, and we love it too. So that's the great part about it. But um, no, I think they really succeed. And these are all great examples yeah. of them doing what they love and really letting their, their production teams and, and, the, and like Tierney do his thing and the butcheries and the, and the editing team take over mm-hmm. from a lot of their scenes, which are very um, statics and understatement, but you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're very yeah. sort of standardized styles of mm-hmm. scenes. So these ones really let them just say, you know, guys, here's three minutes, have at her. Yeah. And uh, I, I love that they do it. Tracy, do you have something? Uh, I've always been impressed with Tierney's direction mm-hmm. and like uh, you noticed on, on uh, a lot of the previous scenes, uh, I, I reference other movies, other things like that. I, I can't find a corollary to this one for this one. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it is almost a just out of the mind of uh, Tierney. And I guess Kiso as well. It's just, mm-hmm the direction is just amazing. It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, if someone was to like, tell you this at, at, at like a, a pitch meeting for the, the scene, you're like, wait a minute, you're doing seven minutes of Wayne and people on the dance floor and yeah. drinking and yeah. uh, a long tracking shot. Uh, There's a bar fight going on and yeah. 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 And I mean, it's like, <laughs> you, you sure you don't want to write some dialogue for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, but Tierney, this was, I mean, a wholly realized uh, directional choice by him. And it's, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And also shout out to uh, uh, Jim Westenbrink, the cinematographer yeah. on this mm-hmm. particular one. I can't believe that man 
mm-hmm. did not get any sort of accolades until sleep. Actually, well, oh. no, I think he got a CSA for, for this. this for this scene. Well deserved if he did for this episode. Mm. I thought I thought I looked back and I think I'm sure he got nominated, but I thought his first one was for uh sleepover. Uh, oh, you know what? You might sleep- be right. I might be remembering the nomination. Oh. Literally after mm-hmm. he left the show. Wow. <laughs> right. Mm. Uh, so um yeah, awesome. It's up to you. Take us home. The we've had several examples of like inspiration from older other movies for specific scenes. And for this one, I'm going a little off the wall. This scene reminded me of nothing so much as the introduction of Juliet in Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Okay. I, see that. I, yeah. I vaguely remember. Right? Well, because it's a with, party scene. There's lots the of flashing lights Claire, Claire and Claire Danes? colors. Is that the Claire Danes? Yeah, Claire yeah, okay. Danes and yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. It is of the most faithful adaptations of that particular <laughs> play. And I am not fond of that particular play for a lot of fucking reasons mm-hmm. but uh no baz lerman is an excellent director and he's got an excellent eye for aesthetics and while this doesn't borrow from that it is kind of in the same vein mm-hmm. it has the same vibe you know um <clears throat> because you do have these two apparently star-crossed lovers um who are predestined for no good end and it you know they meet at a party their their clans are warring clans because you i mean very early on it is said that the french eeks do not like the anglo eeks the freaks yeah you're right i'm sold yeah well played french eeks yeah and uh, yeah, no, um, is this in Parmi Tonto? That's one, of, that's another one of the ones I went out and I just like, here, have some fucking money. And I bought myself the vinyl because I'm an asshole like that. Okay, you know what? Awesome. Question. I, yeah, <laughs> B- Billy Butchery, if you listen to this, uh, um, you gotta, you gotta let us know because you, you've convinced me that's, yeah, that's a great, that's a great analogy. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I missed that. That yeah. is brilliant. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because now, I mean, like I said, I don't have a huge memory of that film, but I do kind of remember the scene where Romeo first yeah. sees Juliet. And, no, it's and, and she she walks in yeah. and then she on a balcony, mm-hmm. right? The balcony. And then she has to walk down the ground staircase and make her debut yeah. because yeah. that's what the fucking party is for. Mm-hmm. It's her public debs where she's suddenly available on the marriage market. Yeah. And Romeo sees her and goes, fuck every other bitch in my life holy fuck i have not known love until now mm-hmm. and he gets the crazy eyes he gets the crazy eyes mm-hmm. yeah so, good call yeah fantastic you know. call yeah um and then i get <laughs> i think you to, blew trace's mind there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i want to uh reiterate a point of traces because this is something he and i have talked about um when Wayne's lent up, Wayne is being fully a wallflower. Like he could go out there and get him a dance partner. Mm-hmm. He fully could. And he fucking knows it. But the thing is, right, is like all this series he has spent. And, and frankly, the entire show up to this point, he has spent looking for love to use his phrase and never, you know, whatever he finds it, it doesn't fucking stay. Mm-hmm. And it's not 
necessarily his fault. You know, he's doing the right things. He's making the right moves. He's saying the right words, but he can't find the thing that he's looking for. And yet everyone around him seems to find it as easy as breathing. Mm -hmm. And he feels very isolated at that moment. And you can see it in his face. He feels alone, not just lonely, but apart from everyone else. Sure. Yeah. And then you can see the longing for what they have. And he feels like even if he finds it again, it might not stay, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and one of the lyrics in the song, um, Basically, it translates to the bottle goes up, bottle goes down. The musician watches the world pass him by, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's that is literally what Wayne is doing. Mm -hmm. He is watching his friends get theirs and watching the world pass him by as he's doing shots after shots with Tyson and JB. And like I said, Tyson and JB see him moping and they're like, no, we're not having this This is a party. You're going to come out of yourself. We'll fill you full of liquor till you do. (coughs) But I think he was perfectly set to just fucking wallow all night and let himself do that just to process. Cause you know, he takes a fucking while to process any fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Although hashtag mood. There you go. I love it. I uh, love it. Great, great pick. Uh, and, and I wholly agree with, uh, with everything you guys said. It sets a great mood, tells lots of story in that seven minute clip. Um, oh, one last thing mm-hmm. I did want to point out. This episode was written. It's credited to Jonathan Torrance. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, that was interesting and, to, to learn that. Yeah. Cause this is, well, uh, uh genuinely, it? this is the best storytelling mm-hmm. this show has ever done. Mm-hmm up to this point and um also another th- tidbit this was the first episode i was on you guys's podcast was it yeah. so perfect bookend see it all it all it all worked out this better not be the last time i'm on your fucking podcast um, well we'll see anyway <laughs> thank you so much trace amazing job uh you did the work you put it you put in the work and and it was awesome i hope hopefully to the viewers uh, the, uh, and to our listeners who aren't going to have the benefit of the video, uh, this is this will be as enjoyable to listen to. Uh, I definitely thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, just before we wrap up here, I want to give a quick update to our cold open brackets. So from last week, uh, we had uh, Snack Pack and Suck My Johnson. And Suck My Johnson won that one, 45 to 33. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I was I was I thought Snack Pack was way better. The I knew math is that. 45 45 45 to 33 votes. he said 43 45 33 not percentages votes 35 votes oh to i'm like votes. that does not add up to a no, I, I, I know i'm not great at math no. but so anyway I, I i thought snack pack was better written better acted episode but whatever yeah. <laughs> the the uh, crowd has spoken uh old bad boy gus 64 better kenny 47 i know awesome you have lots to say about that one uh, but I thought I thought the right one won in that case. But uh, awesome! I know you voted for better. You Kenny. didn't say which one won though. Uh, Sixty-four forty-seven for old bad boy Gus. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. Better Kenny. I, I love the 
the yeah, it was um, cute. Wordplay, it was cute. yeah, it is. And um, the thing is, though, is like I do love bad boy guys. You're a yeah. Bad boy. Well, just to see the 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 sight of <laughs> you're uh, not going to beat a pupper of Wayne with his <laughs> nope. do- having a his dog in a full Nelson, and also that accidental scene, Squirrely Dan. Uh, talking to to Gus and Gus looks away and please look at me when I'm talking to you (laughs) yeah perfect perfect and you know that was that wasn't scripted but he is just perfectly done uh next one up fuck you Tibidu uh versus Anton Sidus and Anton Sidus is the winner there 52 37 I'm sure Tanya would have voted otherwise because I know she she hates Anton Sidus but uh uh next one who wheels most 35 McMurray's and Gail's bet 44 so mcmurray's and gales bet won that one uh dad noises by a landslide 93 to comfort zones 21 and uh no no uh well okay on the surface it looks like that one is obvious but comfort zone is the one where they talk about netflix chill and and all that like all the, that word play there um, but I still think a little uh, crave and misbehave. Yeah, but I still think that that noise is was the rightful winner there. And Katie's rap sixty eight. Danny Dan's double date thirty eight. So Katie's rap oh, wins shit. that one. But it should have been. I uh, to me I, that one yeah. should have been a lot higher. I'm really nothing. disappointed with that result. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought that I thought that should have been a blowout. Yeah, I know our buddy YYZ Gord YYZ sorry Gord. Uh, he didn't find that one as funny, so I think he. So, so he does prefer Z to Z, though. He does. He, yeah, he's a bad Canadian that way. But we. All right. I still I love guess. him. Um, I'm going to see him in person tomorrow at the. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that after. Yeah. And then the one that's currently running right now, only a Loney has 29, <laughs> and Loney. and uh, uh, social justice warriors collide has 20. So this one's a pretty close one. Only nine votes uh, separating the two. It's still going, so you can go and vote that one. Uh, t- uh, these two are very highly forgettable as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, I mean, they're not the best, but they do each have things to recommend. Drunk yeah. Wayne. Um, yeah. Yeah. Drunk, drunk Wayne. Wayne. Drunk Wayne. That's, yes. the, that's what's, what tipped it for me for sure. So uh, that one there's. You got uh, a problem? Yeah. You want one? <laughs> <laughs> him marching around, him marching around the yeah. stand. Like, oh man. So that's that, me I did, when I'm sober. <laughs> but Dan, when he's doing, and the uh, social justice thing, mm-hmm. when he's just telling the tale of mm-hmm. each comp, you know, group getting pissed off at the other yeah. group. And, so great. A- and I, I love the way they chorus, but wait, there's more. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was, know, it was well, what? it was well written, just not as funny as far as I was concerned, but uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. So that one's currently running. So if you, if you haven't voted yet, go and vote on that one. Uh, and then uh, let's see what else we have. Just news news, obviously tomorrow uh, in a few hours. If, if it drops at midnight, I don't know if it'll drop at midnight. But anyway, Shorzy drops in Canada on Crave tomorrow, uh, which might happen in a half hour. So very, very excited. Uh, the first two episodes will be available tomorrow, and then they'll drop two episodes a week. Then our friends in the U.S. will have to wait until May 27th and when the series will drop on Hulu. Sorry, guys. But uh, just so you know, and I've said this before, we're not going to start being Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the few. Uh, Lick my clit. <laughs> we won't start as well. We won't start covering it <laughs> until it drops on Hulu. And that means uh, the first episode of our podcast covering Shorzy will happen. I think it's June 3rd or 4th. I forget now. But yes. Yeah, it's because the the ag hall is that weekend. That's right. So we're going to skip one. And then. Yes. So looking forward to that, and and thank you for reminding me. So next, uh, we'll talk next week. Uh, we're going to have Shelly on uh, Letter County Memes, and then after that, we're having an Ag Hall Social. So 
uh, Egg Hall Social, just a reminder, the giveaway, we're going to give away uh, another coffee mug. This one's going to be fun. It's going to say, put some D in your coffee, uh, <laughs> quoting yeah. Matt's line. So that's going to be, it's going to have diabolical coffee, put some D in your coffee and let, and uh, a protest stand <laughs> uh, logo. It's, and uh, that's going to be the giveaway. So in order to be eligible for this giveaway, you need, if you haven't already, if you've already written us a review on Apple Podcasts, you're already automatically entered if you haven't done that yet though please go and do so uh give us a five-star rating and you'll be entered to any one of these draws moving forward so you just have to do it once it'll take you two minutes to do uh and we'll we thank you by entering you in these uh these periodic draws so thank you all quickly uh awesome do you have any final words I've really enjoyed this. I think it's a very interesting concept because Letterkenny is a show that hinges almost entirely upon its dialogue. Mm -hmm. So to focus on the scenes that don't have any dialogue and yet do such an immense amount of storytelling I, is just such a fascinating exercise and I'm glad we've done it. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Tanya, any last words? Thank you so much uh, to, to Trace uh, for, for making this happen tonight. It was a lot of fun mm -hmm. uh, when Al told me that we were going to podcast uh, the silent scenes. I thought, huh. Um, so, but it, but it, but it surprisingly I've been works. Wordless things, but it works, but it works. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully it works. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a, it was a great, uh, um, take on 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 those scenes and uh, love seeing them from a different perspective for sure and and your your mind and how it works and and uh, looking at things that way it was just it was great absolutely uh, awesome thank you so much I'm so glad you were here and uh, explain those um, the the music and uh, words behind it and stuff mm -hmm. uh, you just make it that much better for sure yep Matt. oh I'm always happy to hang out with y'all bae <laughs> Matt. Yeah, uh, it's funny when I heard about the this wordless scene episode, I kept thinking we were going to deliver like a a Pootie Tang remix. Um, if anyone's seen that, you understand the reference, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and but this is great. I, I love that we took the time to, and as you as we went through all those, we spent a lot of time just celebrating the behind the scenes, right? All the work that goes on, man. So anyone who has never had any, even a, an inkling of what goes on behind the scenes in TV and film, you have no idea. The work is incredible. The time spent is more than you could ever fathom. Um, so I like that we spent the time to really talk about that, celebrate the art that that's going on beyond just the talent in front of the screen. Um, and I think this episode allowed us to do so. So uh, thanks, Trace, for putting this together. Awesome. Stepping in for Victor. Yeah, it was great. I, I, we always love having you here. Um, <laughs> this was so much fun, and I hope we can do another one like this. And um, uh, yeah, this is this is always the highlight of my week, guys. Thanks. Well, on, on the live stream, Benelli reminds us that next week we're going to have another heavily described episode because <laughs> it's a <laughs> Kenny meme. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, Trace, <laughs> great work, bud. Uh, all that work you put in, uh, as far as I'm concerned, was worth it. Uh, we appreciate that you did it. And uh, thank you for and we love having you on. So thank you for doing it. Uh, and and great work. Uh, awesome. Uh, you were a step up from Victor, uh, at least two or three. <laughs> So less comeuppance. well done. And, and <laughs> yeah, less comeuppance and no blue spatulas. Only, only, uh, uh, only Matt got one today. Um, 
and very little notice. I mean, I asked you yesterday, so you're, you're, uh, like you said, you're our bench warmer. No, it was warmer. day before yesterday. Was it day before yesterday? Anyway, you, yeah, you, it was Tuesday. Like our change. week is just like a time like change. a great pinch hitter that you are. You were able to come on, and not only come on, you were way more prepared than any of us were. So well done with with. <laughs> it's because I've seen all these a hundred times with song lyrics from French hip hop. Like what the who who She's does got that? The final. It's yeah, She's it's got great. It. It's amazing. Awesome does. So, I paid money for this shit. That's great. We and we so appreciate it. Uh, Trace. Uh, thank you, guys, so much for having me. This uh, this entire thing stemmed from me uh, watching a a comedy show that's brilliant brilliantly written Mm -hmm. and over the course of watching it realizing these people are real filmmakers Mm -hmm. i mean they're they really take the time to uh excel at their craft and it's like matt said i i wanted i wanted to celebrate that Mm -hmm. it was just I've, i've seen a million comedies in a million different ways and nobody does some of the stuff that they do on letter Kenny. And it, it's, that's the whole reason I did behind, I mean, did behind. Thanks for indulging me with mm. what everybody thought was a terrible idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't. It wasn't, no, it was an awesome interesting did. idea. There's no such thing as a bad idea. No, what? It was an interesting idea. We just didn't know how we were going to, how it was going to be executed. So we'll find out. We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> right. And, uh, if anything, I want a special shout out to awesome. Mm-hmm. who. <laughs> listen to a anxiety ridden guy who thought oh god this is a terrible idea and constantly <laughs> telling me no it's going to be great it's going to be great it's going to be great and then i found out she's here and i was like okay this is going to be great <laughs> she believed in you so much she showed up yeah there you yeah go. i mean it was and not only that but uh she loves literally talking about this stuff all the time yeah and it's all like, i think about <laughs> and then i'm sitting there going i hope i'm not bothering you she's going bullshit this is the because <laughs> i'll talk about this stuff all, all three weeks and i was like seriously i said bitch i will talk your ear off well i mean that's why she's on the reddit yeah that's amazing so, all right guys thank you again for having me yeah thank you guys real quick one last thing yeah uh i would like to because we mentioned some of the, you know, behind the camera people, mm-hmm. but really what I want to do right now is cause I've got the IMDB page up. Okay. Uh, I want to read some names here. Yeah. Go for it. Series cinematography by Jim Westenbrink, 22 episodes, Billy Buttry, six episodes, Wes Leggy, unknown episodes, series film editing by Drew McLeod, 24 episodes, Kyle Martin, 21 episodes. Christopher Minns, 10 episodes. Jonathan Egan, 7 episodes. Duncan Christie, 3 episodes. And Eric Deck, 3 episodes. Awesome. If anything is incorrect, please take it up with IMDb because I'm literally <laughs> reading off the fucking cast and crew page. That's great. Thank you for doing that, though. Yeah, you're right. We, we got to give a shout out to, I mean, we know we know the big names, right? We know the Tierneys and we know now Buttry even. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, some of those editors I'd never heard of before. So it's good to, to call them out. Thank you. All right, we're going to play us off here with the song. Uh, I'm not going to do uh, the harmonium song. I'm going to do, uh, you know, it all always happens by Toulouse because it's a, oh, a feel-good okay. song. I, I yeah, it is. I was hoping for Alecla. <laughs> no, no. I was hoping for, I'm going for more upbeat, mailboxes. positive. Yeah, I don't want to smash <laughs> any mailboxes. 
It's a good song, though. Look it up. All right, and that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we will be joined by Shelly from Letterkenny Memes. She will bring some more of her favorite memes, and we will play a round of Yes, Yes, No. We had a lot of fun doing that with Shelly last time, so this should be fun. Uh, don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love. They're at DiabolicalCoffee.com. Right now, you can use the promo code PROTOSANDPOD for uh, PROTOSAND for 10% off uh, purchase from their site. Who's singing? Awesome. That's me. Sorry. It's very distracting. If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron, there is a Patreon link on our site or Twitter profile at ProtoSandPod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at ProtoSandPod. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to go hang out with our friends in the after party. On behalf of Trace, Awesome, Matt, Tanya, and myself, thank you for listening, and have a great week.